Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. In with a bang. That's what Rainey's got going on right now. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching in SWX Montana Television, I'm Coulter Nuanas. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana is joining me here broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. A lot to get to in today's show. Seems like a really busy time of year right now, even though it's not supposed to be the busy time of year, but there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to continue our redux of the NBA Finals. I'd love to get Sean's take on the Milwaukee Bucks championship and what that means for the NBA, what it took to get there. Giannis Antetokounmpo and his brilliant performance. We're also going to talk a little Aaron Rodgers off the top because, of course, we are. 
Uh, a lot of drama, and it never stops uh, around here or around anywhere in the NFL when it comes to Green Bay's starting quarterback. We're going to talk some Olympics. One of the coolest videos I've ever seen. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I want to get Sean's reaction on that, but also talk Simone Biles and mental health when it comes to elite athletes, sort of a continuation of the conversation I had with Andrew Houghton yesterday. It's also a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. We have a dozen wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you, and we will do that with some Olympic trivia questions at about 4.45. Top of the hour, we also always do this on Wednesdays, the ESPN Roundtable. Uh, I just got back from the Big Sky kickoff. Sean was enjoying himself a little family vacay before this thing cranks into overdrive. So we have a couple sound bites for you. Jay Hill, head coach for the Weber State Wildcats, and Bobby Houck, the head coach for the Montana Grizzlies. We'll share some thoughts from both of those guys, two of the best coaches in the Big Sky Conference and the two favorites to win the Big Sky Conference this year. Weber State voted number one in both the media and the coaches poll. Bobby, Bobby Houck's Grizzlies voted number two in each one. Also, it's the trade deadline and Major League Baseball trade deadline Friday afternoon. So Sean's got uh, some thoughts on who should be buyers, who should be sellers, and everything in between. What's up, Randy? How you doing? How how was your uh, most recent vacation? You've been doing some traveling with the fam lately. You know, trying to enjoy the Montana summers while we got it before the craziness of the fall happens. Yeah, I went to uh, been to Virginia City, went to Canyon Ferry this last weekend, going to Thompson Falls this weekend. So. You know, just getting out and about while we can, you know, trying to take uh, some extended weekends. You've been in Montana for more than 10 years now. And I've been in Montana when you add it all up for, I think, 21 years, 22 years of my life as well. And uh, you can never see all of Montana. Is, is there Are any of these places new that you've been? Um, I've been to Canyon Ferry before, but not like on kind of this, where exactly we were at. Yeah. And so... Um, and not for like more than just like a day. Sure. So, um, it was nice to get out of Missoula. The smoke was so much better up there. It was okay. Yeah. That like when you came back, you were just like, oh man, it is just gross. Cause like when you're oh. in it for like a few weeks straight, you don't really realize how bad it is until you leave it. And then you come back and you're like, this is not. And then good. you think, how bad is this for me? This has to be so bad yeah. for us. Oh my gosh. I know Tommy and I were talking, where are we going to drive? It's good to know that we, we can at least get to Helena. Maybe, maybe we'll move this thing to, to Helena in August, Tommy, when this whole thing's burning down. What do you think? I told you about this yesterday. Pahrump, Nevada. <laughs> Single wide trailer, radio tower in the middle of nowhere. Oh, maybe I'd finally man. have time to watch some movies. I've just got to hijack this to say, Sean, I'm sorry. I still have not watched The Departed, but I did catch up on The Bachelorette. And I'm here to tell you, man, oh it's, if there's a time to start watching it, it's right now. So, oh, and I did watch Finding Dory, so that's worth something. That's good. I, I do like how I haven't seen Tommy in a couple weeks, and the first thing he says oh, when yeah, I yeah, open the right. door is, I have not watched The Departed yet. For any of those that <laughs> listen on Wednesdays, this has been like, this was like what, months two, months ago, was two months ago, where yeah. I told him he needed to watch The Departed, and I wouldn't come on the radio show until he did. And, uh... You know, luckily I'm not a man of my word again. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought he'd be watching it by now. I swear this isn't a shtick. Like I actually like am continually trying to watch it so I can text you and say, "Look at me, I'm watching the show." It's just yeah, not just, not yet, Sean, not yet. Of your kids' favorite movies, because everybody has been around kids or has kids, they know your kids are going to get hooked on a movie, right? And you just pray to God 
that it's one that you can at least stand, right? And most of these new kids movies are actually pretty good. Like, I mean, they're they're pretty solid, no matter what. I mean, they have good humor, good me- lessons and stuff. But what are your boys like? What are they into? Well, we're just watching Space Jam now because um, we have HBO. So we've been watching uh, the, the newest Space Jam a few times, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, it's actually funny because they, my youngest likes dinosaurs so much. Yeah. Carter and, is obsessed with dinosaurs. Yeah, and so he like, wears his dinosaur suit golfing with. Yeah, us. and so they will, and so they will like he'll watch like dinosaur like documentaries, like that are not <laughs> even like for kids necessarily. And so like we've just been watching like animal documentaries and like dinosaur documentaries and stuff, and they think it's great, which has been kind of cool. That is cool, super cool. Sean Rady in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's Nuanas now. You want to watch in, listen in, outside of the radio or the tr- the traditional television set. Go to 1029ESPN.com. You'll find our live stream there. Just click on Listen Live. It'll take you there. You can listen to ESPN Radio 24 hours a day, including this show from 4 to 6 each and every weekday. You'll also find us on YouTube, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That's N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you there. Please subscribe. Uh, I'm, I'm crafting. I still haven't solidified it yet, and we'll let you know all the details here in a little while. But every fall, we always have great giveaways. Uh, we've given away things like Traegers before. We've given away things like garage freezer so you can use it for your game meat not sure what we're giving away this year but i promise you we'll fight we'll come up with something good but i'm thinking about doing it via youtube i'm thinking about doing it you have to subscribe to our youtube channel as part of uh, entering into the contest so stay tuned for that just a little bit of tease but please go subscribe on youtube it's a great way to stream the show both video and audio wise and tommy's got some special graphics on there and so uh definitely a fun way to do it you want to be a part of this conversation we're about to talk some aaron Rodgers and green bay packers if you want to be a part of this conversation, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. So as it happens a lot of times around here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, uh, which, by the way, is, and Tommy has to back me up on this, is no question the most entertaining place on planet Earth to work. Without a doubt. Without an actual doubt. Um, I tell people stories about this place. They don't believe me until they spend time here well, and then they you? then they walk away going wow you're not full of it after all buddy it is so funny here it is so funny i mean it is one flew over the cuckoo's nest to the maximum I, and i love every second of it but our esteemed leader our uh, owner and general manager is among the biggest sports fans i know she is uh so tremendously dedicated to her wisconsin area teams as well as her boys who played sports throughout all the way into their 20s uh, through uh, with the Grizzly Cross team. And uh, she loves it. That's why we have ESPN Radio, because she's one of the great sports advocates around. Well, she is all twisted up, and I don't blame her, because the, the, uh, the last thing she likes is when her quarterback for the esteemed Green Bay Packers is acting like a drama queen, and that's what Aaron Rodgers has been doing for months. And today... I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm not going to actually be able to fully quote it, but he basically said, I don't think it's a secret that uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin is not a a vacation destination. He was basically saying hard to get free agents there. He's not wrong, but the thing you got to understand, and this is just a, a, a communication of the point that our boss was trying to make to me, is that people from Wisconsin are very much like people from Montana. Great pride in where they're from. And like she said, this is just, it hurts her feelings that he's talking about the fact that he doesn't like where he lives. And I get it. It's not a huge market. It's not LA, whatever. But Green Bay is a nice town. It's on a lake. I mean, 
My boss is on her way to Lake Michigan right now. And uh, so Aaron Rodgers' saga continues. But I just think, Randy, I want to get your take on this. Because after the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, Giannis Antetokounmpo, an, an instant legend when it comes to in the city of Milwaukee. He has the awesome video going to Chick-fil-A, getting the 50-piece nuggets, all that. But to me, I think one of the lost arts of becoming a truly legendary and unforgettable sports figure is becoming a civic hero as well, becoming a hero in the town you live in, embracing the town you live in. And there's a, a nostalgia there. Maybe it's a thing of the past. But I just think the one, one of the places, one of the only places in the NFL where if you play there, you got to just praise the people around you. You can't be talking smack about Green Bay, Wisconsin when you live there and when you are the guy that is the team. The team is owned by the town. That's not a, a case anywhere else. So what do you think of Aaron Rodgers right now? But also, it just seems like this is silly that he's doing this in a place like Green Bay. I'm so over the whole Aaron Rodgers so thing. So over it. Like I, Especially because it's basically all it is boiled down to is basically like he just has been wanting to have a voice or be involved in some of like the personnel discussions and things regarding the team like that, like, which is, it's which almost is, like, which is fine. But like that could have been solved like without him having to like go through this whole drama of the last few months sure. of like having the team in limbo. Like he could have just said from the very beginning, like I'll come back as long as I'm, I'm involved in like, personnel decisions and blah, blah. Like, he could have just said this, like, from the get-go. For sure. But instead, he had to, like, just tease everybody along. Like, if I was a Packers fan, like, I'd be pissed. I'd be I'm so annoyed with so him. So annoyed. Like, to, to just put your whole fan base, the whole team, everything in limbo for so long. And, like, the report's saying he wants out. He's got to get traded. Like For sure. And then just to come back in this scenario, it's just, like, it's just it's just such a like a drama like, I don't know it's just you didn't have to do it you didn't have to do it and of all the teams to do it too though and all the communities to do it too I mean this sort of behavior is not I'm not trying to justify it whatsoever but in Philadelphia they might be ripping you apart all the time like the talk radio in Philadelphia is crazy they're going hard at the Eagles all day long so if you you know say something bad about Philadelphia or whatever I mean all I'm saying is in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers already won a ring. I know that there's a lot of pressure on him from an NFL fandom standpoint to win another ring, to affirm his legacy. Aaron Rodgers already did it for the people of Green Bay. Like, the people in Wisconsin, to he is a legend to them already. Absolutely beloved. They don't give him any sort of flack. So I think that part is annoying. I also wonder how much of this is calculated. Because Aaron Rodgers is doing all of this in, like, broadcast format. He's doing these podcasts all the time with Pat McAfee and The Ringer it's him on a Zoom, and he, and, you know, he's performing. He's 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 giving long form answers to the same questions over and over and over again. He wanted to be the host of Jeopardy. I think he has a career in media of some form after this is over. But you, I just think that this he's doing this because of the attention, right? I mean, I think he's doing it to get more followers. To get, we're talking about him right now, right? So yeah. then, then he's winning. Well, it is calculated, and that's why it's even more annoying because it didn't. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. He's kind of, he's a diva kind of, it's, he's being selfish throughout this whole thing, this whole process. Like, does he have the right, after all he's done for Green Bay, to maybe like not be blindsided by certain moves? Yeah. Like, does he want to have some of the say that like a Tom Brady has? And is that fair? Absolutely. But like, to just completely go on this like hiatus and, and, 
drag your fan base and the team along, even though, like, I know that he was kind of, this was more kind of a going at the front office kind of a thing, but there's so many teammates and players and fan base involved. Like, it's just, I don't know. It was just unneeded. And, like, Devontae Adams, like, now he's talking about, like, wanting out because he's unsure if Rodgers is going to be there. Now he's not happy with his contract and blah, blah, blah. It's just, I don't know, it's just a giant mess that I don't think needed to happen. The the social media element of it, too, just adds to the drama, right? Because, like, Devontae Adams tweeted the picture of the goat, like, of the actual animal goat sitting on the ledge. And that was the tweet. And so then everybody speculates. Is he talking about Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers standing on a ledge? Like, they had the Chicago Bulls picture of, like, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan high-fiving as they're walking off the court. And they just let it be. But the level of trauma that these guys operate with these days is just amazing, which then parlays me into our next conversation. It's Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, the Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA champions. We were on last Tuesday, and I was off all last week uh, after that. And so I uh, had just one day to recap the championship because we did all Big Sky football from the Big Sky kickoff on Monday. So even though the uh, championship was uh, a little bit more than a week ago, the, the, the clinching of the NBA Finals, that is, by the Milwaukee Bucks. We haven't talked that much about it. We're talking about all the drama between professional athletes. That's the part about Giannis Antetokounmpo that I love so much. He is outside of the drama. He's so removed from all of these other modern guys. I just thought the video of him at Chick-fil-A was so cool. It was so sweet. Like, he's just such a sweet and thoughtful guy. And... I don't really know how you can do it more right than Giannis. You sign the Supermax deal to stay in the small market, and then you go out and you win the finals MVP and lead a team to the championship for the first time in 50 years. Pretty darn cool. I think he's not even getting enough hype for what he did. So what do you think of, of Giannis leading the Bucks, and what was just your reaction to the way Milwaukee took over that series and just slammed the door right in Phoenix's face? It was impressive. Just the effort that Giannis plays with on both ends of the floor and every single possession. Because a lot of the stars in the NBA today, um, you see them take, you know, possessions off. And he was just he just goes full bore the whole time. Um, which is, you know, a breath of fresh air and awesome to see. And also like when he got hurt, he was on the bench cheering on his teammates and his teammates have like talked about this, like, and what that meant for them leadership wise, like at the right. end of the Eastern conference finals, like right. being able to like be there when, you know, we, we saw LeBron get hurt and he kind of goes back into the locker room and isn't there. And the way that Giannis kind of goes about it. Um, I mean, you can't not, not root for him. And the way that for he sure. talks just with such, I think it's just, it, it just shows his, his upbringing and his background. And like, it wasn't handed to him. Like he's had to work really hard to oh, get man. where he's at. And he's just so appreciative of the spot that he's in now. And so that was really cool because I was rooting for the Suns to start um, the series. Um, I kind of like Chris Paul, wanted him to get. But then as it like, as the series went on, I found myself kind of rooting for the Bucs. But I wanted to, like the one thing though, that kind of bugged me is after the Bucs won and Giannis is like talking and all the stuff that, was getting circulated was him talking about like he could have gone to a super team and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's kind of like, then like using that as ammo against like LeBron. Sure. I just love how like everybody has to bring up LeBron, even though like when he has oh. nothing to do oh. with it, it's just so funny that he's just like living rent free in people's heads, you know, <laughs> he does exactly. But it, it was kind of like, like I, 
it's like I get what Giannis was saying. He's like, you know, we stuck it out. We made it. Like I could have left somewhere else and won. And this shows that like if you stick it out, you you can get it done. Kind of like they got so lucky. They did get. I mean, every championship takes an element of luck, right? But this year, more than any other, like yeah, there were so many injuries. They didn't have to play. It's true. Like there's no. They barely got past the Nets. Like if Kevin Durant's foot was an inch back, they lose. Like sure. if Kyrie Irving does, like they, it took two of their All Stars to get hurt for them to you know survive. They play the 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 Suns when nobody picked the Suns to be there because. You know, the Lakers were injured. The Clippers were injured. Yep. The Nuggets were injured. Like, every team was injured. So, it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it it ended up working out that he stayed there in Milwaukee and everything. But if there were no injuries, mm-hmm. if you turn the injury button off in your video game, the Bucks are not in the finals and they're not winning it. So, like, it, it, like. Does that take away from, though, what they accomplished? The, uh, the NBA, the NBA I, is a league of what ifs. Like, what if the Sacramento Kings don't get the worst homer job in the history of the league, and then the three, then they go to the finals instead of the Lakers, and the Lakers aren't three time champions? Like, what if? Steve I mean, Nash- they, I mean, they won. They won the championship. Sure, they are the champs. Are they the best team in the NBA? No, they're not. They're not the best team they're in not the NBA. The, not, you're right. You're right. Uh, that's like, why they that's, just they just got some breaks and they took advantage of. Yeah, I mean, they can only do what is in front of them, you know, and they got the job done. But they're not the best team in the NBA. They're not – they're probably not even top three, to be honest. Absolutely, they're not. They're probably like the fifth best yeah. team in the NBA, especially yeah, especially considering when everybody else gets back to full strength. I mean, at the end of the day, depending on what the Lakers do this week and this offseason, the Lakers are still the best team in the NBA if Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy. That's becoming more of a big if lately, but – they still, I mean, when LeBron was at his full powers this year, he was still the best player in the league. And Anthony Davis was one of the three best players in the league. They played the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Are you kidding me? The Atlanta Hawks. A, and the like, get out of here. Like, I, I know, I know, I know. So hopefully we can readjust and get back out of the normal NBA timeline. We're going to have at least more adequate offseason leading up to this upcoming season. We're going to continue to talk about this accomplishment and uh, all the different layers to it. Well, let's talk about the future real quick. It's Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. That is an interesting point when you talk about the Bucks because less than two months ago, Mike Budenholzer was all but fired. And the Hawks, or the Bucks, excuse me, were, they, they were on the ropes in the playoffs. What's going to happen with the Bucks? You know, if they don't even make it out of the conference finals or even to the conference finals, what are they going to do? Are they going to trade Giannis? Are they going to blow the thing up? They still have a, a very flawed roster. I think that their roster's good. It's pretty good. I mean, they have obviously a top five player, a superstar in Giannis. But Drew Holiday's good. Chris Milton's good. But those guys are not superstar or all NBA level. So what's next for the Bucks? What do the Bucks need to do next? Well, I think they're just going to kind of run it back. I don't think – I mean, sure. there's not really much you can do with that with the roster, to be honest. Um, they've kind of had it. It's kind of set in stone, but like, you know, they, without injuries, they would not have gotten out of the second round of the playoffs. And then the whole narrative and everything would be completely different. It would. Would Going into this offseason and they might be blowing up the entire team. For sure. And so that's why I just think it's, it's kind of just so hilarious to me because it's like, there's the bucks are no different 
just because of other circumstances that had nothing to do with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. If the Nets don't get injured, if other things happen that had nothing to do with Milwaukee, don't happen, then Milwaukee's out in the second round. Boonholz is probably fired. Yep. And they're they're probably trading like Chris Middleton or like they're they're switching it up some you know blowing it up in, in some you know fashion, but now because of what happened they're probably going to run it back and then they might they'll probably get bounced in the second round, and then they're and then the the narrative will be like, oh they you know they're tired from the previous year or they already got it done like right. but, you know it just it's just so funny how like those little how the narrative can completely change when there were things that were so outside of their control or what they did that kind of resulted in them winning. And we see that all the time in sports, which, and that, which is what makes like the what-if game so fascinating. The NBA is a dynasty league more than any other league, any of the other professional sports leagues. The NBA has been dominated by dynasties. That's, that's what it has been. There's only been a handful of once-off championships, right? I mean, the Blazers and the Sonics in the late 70s, uh, basically none in the 80s. I guess the Sixers had, had a one, but that wasn't even a once-off because they were in the finals multiple times. They just won the one championship. Then, I mean, none in the 90s. And then in the 2000s, it's been the Dallas Mavericks, the Toronto Raptors, and now the Milwaukee Bucks. But that's my question for you then is, are the Bucks the latest of those once-offs, or do they have a chance to build a little bit of a run here? No chance of running. None. None. Unless, unless gonna, everybody gets hurt again. They're going to be the Toronto Raptors in a couple of years. Yes. Giannis is going to leave. They weren't even, they weren't even like, I, I think they would have, might have been tied with the 76ers as like favorites to get out of the East. Sure. Like they were like the third favorite to get out of the East this year. Right. Before the playoffs started. Right. M- you know, maybe second if like them and, and the 76ers, I can't remember, but they were close. And then if you count the West, like they were probably like the fifth or sixth favorite team to win the whole thing. Yeah. And now people are talking like, I saw like, I can't remember, it was like Cowherd or Gottlieb or somebody saying that like, you know, are comparing them to uh, like the Spurs, like when the Spurs first yeah. started. Yep. It's like, can, give me a break here. Like they got to win two before we start talking dynasty. And yes, Giannis was awesome in the finals and he certainly like lived up uh, to the hype and everything like that. But again... Nobody thought the Suns would make it to that point either. So I think we got to pump the brakes on the Bucks. I think that they'll be fine next year, but I don't. I wouldn't even be surprised like if they don't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Nuan is now 1290 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, talking all things NBA Finals and beyond. We're talking a little bit of NBA draft in second hour, so we're going to save that for now. But last question for you then, Sean. Now, it has been a week and a day since the NBA Finals ended, and that means then it's time for speculation season, which is uh, the best, one of the best parts about following the NBA. The Suns have some decisions to make. They have a couple great pieces in their young core. Their leader is still an all-NBA caliber town, at least based on this performance this last year. But Chris Paul is set to make a ton of money, and uh, extending him is going to cost a lot. And I know he doesn't want to retire. It seems like he wants to stay. But in your mind, it seems like the Suns actually have maybe the pieces to do a, have a little bit longer of a run here, even if they don't ever make it out of the West. I don't know. I think that they do have the opportunity to grow a little bit more because Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are so young. What's next for the Suns? What do you think the Suns need to do this offseason? Well, see, that's the thing. Is like, 
what happens with Chris Paul in that whole because yeah, like Chris Paul needs to sign for less money. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, like like Booker and Eaton are good, but like I mean, Chris Paul was kind of the engine of that team throughout no, the oh, year. No question. You know what I mean? And he's obviously on the on the decline and getting up there and super expensive. So, I mean, I could see Phoenix. Phoenix, I I, I think that they're going to be solid, but I don't think they're going to get back to like the Western Conference Finals. And I don't like I don't see them being one of the top teams in the West. I don't like. I think they're just yeah. going to go. They're going to they're going to be like what the Nuggets have been the last few years. Like they're going to be talented, but they're not going to like truly be contenders and cuz there's just there's just other teams that are better and would have been better this year if it wasn't for uh a whole lot of uh, you know injuries and stuff so much of this depends on how guys develop as well because say the suns core runs it back for the next 3 years well, if Devin Booker takes one more step, now he's an all-NBA player. If DeAndre Ayton takes one more step, now he's one of the three or four best centers in the league. And if you have those guys, and then if Chris Paul can hang on and still be adequate to all-NBA good, then you really do have a core that could rival anybody. And, you know, the, the sort of the upward momentum compared to the assumed um, decline of guys like LeBron, it gives you an opportunity to be in the mix. I do find it fascinating, though, because... To me, the one thing that can help the Bucks make a run is if Giannis took another step. And he always is working. He's always improving some things. I don't think he can get any better defensively. I think he's one of the two or three best defensive players in the league. He, he can't get any better effort-wise. I mean, I think he plays with the highest motor. He's the, the uh, I mean, he is the highest energy guy, especially big guy in the entire league. But what if he learned how to shoot? That, that could be the thing that could push them over the top. And uh, also, you know, I think he is charismatic enough that maybe he does get a guy to move to Milwaukee with him. Maybe he does recruit somebody to go up there that's more than a Drew Holiday. Seems like a pipe dream, but maybe not out of the question. I, I don't know. I think that both of these teams have large, uh, pretty broad windows, actually, just because of the cores that they have. Do you think, though, I mean, if you were the did the Bucks and the Suns, have a better or equal or worse outlook, a worse future than teams like the Nuggets or teams like... Um, I would take the Nuggets over the Suns. You think so? Yeah. What about the Bucks? I would take the Bucks. Bucks or Heat? Bucks. Yeah, so they have. I mean, they still have a pretty good outlook. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably... I mean, they're, you know, as of right this second, second best in the in the East, I would say. Yeah. The Nets first. And would you the rather Bucks. have Would you rather have the outlook for the 76ers or the Bucks? Well, I mean, 76ers could trade for Lillard tomorrow, and then I'd say 76ers. Is you that know? on the table? I think so. Ben Simmons? Yeah. Whew. Man, I would not do that if I was Portland. Holy smokes, I would not do no, that. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, I mean... The NBA, like the way that it can just the roster turnover, it's hard to like speculate. It is until it is we let all the dominoes fall for sure. Um, and this is a good draft. Never... This is a good draft too. I mean, there's a. I know that none of these guys are going to fall to the Bucks or the Suns, but there's some teams. You know, like the Lakers have a, a mid first round pick. Like, a, what if a guy like Corey Kispert fell to the Lakers? You know, I mean, it's not out of the question. I think he'll probably be higher than that out of Gonzaga. But you know, like I'll take like I'll, I'll take the Warriors over the Suns this year. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, for sure. There's so many teams like that are, I think, going to be better than the Suns. Tease for tomorrow. It is the NBA draft. And so we will have an NBA draft blowout for you. Andrew Houghton's going to join me uh, to break it all down. And also, this was a fun one, Chris Cobb, University of Montana Associate Head Men's Basketball Coach. Uh, interviewed him today. We'll play that tomorrow. 
But uh, we talked about two main themes. One, Evan Mobley and the type of prospect he is. Evan Mobley from USC. Obviously, Coach Cobb uh, on the staff that scouted Mobley for the first game of his college career because the Grizz opened in L.A. against USC. So it's fun getting Cobb's takes on Mobley and his evaluation of Mobley. But also, Sean talking about the Warriors reminded me because Cobb and I also did a, a little of a bit about uh, – the Warriors, because Cobb's a Bay Area guy. He's a big Warriors fan, and uh, I'll, I'll save, I'll, I'll let it wait till tomorrow for Cobb to say himself what he thinks the Warriors should do. But it is a good reminder because the war, the Warriors were have been bad because of injuries. That's point blank simple. That's it. I would take the Warriors over almost everybody, honestly. Like when the betting odds are out, I'm going to definitely throw some money on the Warriors to win the West. Because they have great pieces that have already done it before. And even if that's one notch below where they were, okay, fine. You're a 58-win team instead of a 73-win team. Yeah. It, it kind of, to me, it depends on what the Lakers do. Yep. Because um, I think if, if the Lakers can add a third piece, I mean, they have a ton of question marks going into they this do. year as far as what they do with, with their roster. If they can somehow figure out to get a, a third guy, whether that's a Kyle Lowry I, I mean, Lillard's not going to happen because they can't afford that. But, like, Chris Paul takes a huge pay cut, which not going to happen either. So, like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I think the Warriors are going to be very good, assuming uh, everything is healthy. We're going to talk a little bit more NBA second hour, NBA draft, as well as maybe Damian Lillard as well. But now, we got to parlay and switch it up. Move into the Olympics. The Olympics going in full force. It's kind of hard to watch, sort of hard to follow. But that's here nor there. We're going to talk about athletes, mental health, Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, Lydia Jacoby, and everything else in between. Keep it right here. Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana State AA American Legion Baseball Tournament gets underway today in Great Falls, and the Missoula Mavericks are the hottest team in the state entering the postseason. Mavs stumbled to an 8-16 record to start the year, but Missoula has won 32 of 45 cents, including 9 out of its last 11, entering the tournament as the number 2 overall seed. The Mavs play host and 7th-seeded Great Falls at 7 p.m. tonight in the third and final game of the opening day. Billings Royals, who are riding a 20-game winning streak, take the top seed in the tournament and have a first-round bye. While the result to an end in Nuanas now at 4 today on ESPN Missoula. The Montana State women's basketball team has solidified its schedule for the upcoming season. In the non-conference, the Cats will play four teams that advanced to the NCAA tournament last season. MSU will play at Gonzaga on November 11th and at South Dakota State on November 18th for hosting Utah Valley on December 11th and BYU on December 21st. MSU's non-Big Sky slate also includes games at UNLV and North Dakota and an appearance in Cal Poly's holiday tournament for home games against Seattle U, Carroll College, and MSU Billings. Finally, 
Root Sports announced it will broadcast four Big Sky Conference football games this fall. The network will show Cal Poly at Montana State on October 9th, Idaho at Eastern Washington October 16th, and Utah at Montana on October 30th, and Montana State at Montana on November 20th. ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio with special guest Sean Rainey. begin to describe it. ZZ Top, an all-time great American rock band that is coming to Missoula August 21st. That's a Saturday for those keeping track at the Kettle House Amphitheater. And a show I was, well, I am still much looking forward to, but if you have not heard the news, Dustin Hill, the bassist of ZZ Top, died in his sleep, 72 years old. It's easy top from the uh, the guitar riffs to the tightness of their execution performing to the beards, of course, the spinning guitars. One of the most unforgettable bands in rock history, and uh, it'll be cool to have them in Missoula with or without Dustin Hill, but uh, rest in peace to Dustin Hill. Definitely a, uh, a life well-lived for the ZZ Top basis. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Sean Rainey in studio. With me, Coulter Nuanas. As you heard there, uh, the American Legion Baseball Tournament is underway. So we'll have uh, results for you from that. Uh, so far, the Billings Scarlets took out the Kalispell Lakers in round one. That was a 3-1 to one victory for the Billings Scarlets. Uh, sounds like the second of the three games today is underway between Bozeman and Helena. And then Great Falls plays against Missoula at 7.30 tonight. This tournament's in Great Falls, by the way. The Billings Royals, the overwhelming favorite coming into the Class AA Legion tournament. 20-game winning streak. But Missoula, not too shabby. Missoula started out tough. It was I think they were 8-16 and 16 to start the season. But they've won uh, 32 out of 45. That's 32-13 and 13 over their last 45 games, including 9 of 11. Entering the tournament to get the two seed. So more things change, the more they stay the same. Brent Hathaway... Always has his team ready to roll when it comes to tournament time. That update on the Class AA State Legion Tournament is brought to you by Farmer State Bank as part of our Prep Extra Series. Farmer State Bank, they can help you with anything, refinancing, home equity loans, anything you want with your house. Your home could be worth more than ever, especially in this market. Use your equity to make a difference. Pay off high-interest loans. Finance a remodel or build that addition you've always wanted. Start the process online at FarmersEbank.com. Farmers State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you. Let's talk some Olympics. I'm Rain Man, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. In with me. First and foremost, I got to ask you, did you see the coolest video in the history of the Internet? The video of the watch party in Seward, Alaska. Seward, Alaska is population 2,600. I believe that they said that there's one swimming pool in the entire county. Yet Lydia Jacoby, a 17-year-old from Seward, Alaska, takes home the gold medal. But the, the video of the people at the train depot in Seward, Alaska celebrating 
is perhaps the greatest thing I've ever seen. The pandemonium and the authenticity of their enthusiasm is just unreal. So, I mean, this has to make, as a TV sports guy, this is like gold, right? Oh, yeah. We ran a story on it yesterday. Um, it's what sports are all about. I mean, and we... There were interviews with, like, some of the teachers and the students and just, like, everybody. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, when Montana athletes go and do things on a national level or at Olympic level or whatever. And, you know, Montana kind of supports them. Seeing it from, like, this small town and just everybody with just so much emotion and so much excitement. And they were, like just so happy for her so happy. that it was just it was so genuine and awesome like you just couldn't watch it and not like smile oh it, it was I, so cool it made me so happy i watched it over and over again i watched it like 10 times in a row there's a couple of the kids and i thought this too i put myself in their shoes lydia jacoby 17 years old so presumably she's a senior in high school i was thinking man if i was from a th- town of 2500 people and we were watching one of my friends in the Olympics when you're from Alaska. Yeah. I mean, I would have been going that crazy too. It'd be so fun to be a high school kid, especially a high school boy, like rooting on your friend that's in the Olympics. Super, super, super cool. But I, I thought it was just awesome. That's what the Olympics is all about. Yep. A hundred percent. It was just uh, one of those moments where you're just like, man, sports are incredible, you know, and the, and the, that's what the Olympics are all about. Haven't had, I feel like as, as many of those moments um, as we've seen in the past, it's been a, more of a Olympic of, I feel like, of some controversy and some other debates been going on rather than yeah, th- those moments. And uh, so it was certainly awesome to, to at least have that one for sure. This is the thing that drives me crazy about the way that we uh, analyze all this stuff now is that it seems like everything regresses into this conversation of controversy. Like, why can't we just enjoy it? Just watch the Olympics. The, which brings me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Simone Biles withdrew from the team portion of the Olympic competition uh, it, it was pretty clear watching the video of her vault that she uh, turned her ankle a little bit. I don't think it was very serious, but you could tell she kind of got hurt. And then she decides to withdraw, citing the fact that she might not be quite as confident in some of her moves and uh, that she wanted to heal up so she can chase some individual gold medals. Well, then this was clamped onto, and then it turned into a conversation about mental health. Simone Biles is very revealing when it comes to those sorts of conversations. But I thought she over-talked and talked too much because she's going to be back in this Olympics, at least presumably. And uh, so then it turned to this conversation of, well, is she a quitter? Is she mentally weak? Or is she a hero for standing up for her own mental health? And I just thought it was sort of bizarre because I think it could have just been a cut and dry. She like, turned her ankle and she just wants to get healthy for the, the final. So I don't know. Where, where are you at with small balls? But also sort of this concept that's emerged now of, the dichotomy between respecting your mental health but also using your mental health as a crutch to maybe not want to perform on the biggest stage. I kind of told myself I was just not going to form an opinion on it. Right. Because I just don't, we just don't know. We, like, don't we, know. we have right. no idea. It's true. Um, you know, I saw some people saying that um, she might have like a case of the yips, like, and they were calling it like, I think it was like a case of the twisties is what they call it in gymnastics. <laughs> so like, you know how like, like a, you know, the yips like in baseball, like if a pitcher can't throw over to first base or something like that, and it becomes just like this, this mental block and they can't do it. Well, some people were saying that like, you know, during some of her practice rounds and stuff, like she was just having a, like a mental block and couldn't perform at the level that she was. And it was just having like, she couldn't get past this, like the mental side of it. And so, that, you know, that's one of the reasons. I don't know. We don't know where she's at. She's been through a lot in her life. She has. 
There's a lot of pressure on her. There's this, you know, a very interesting dynamic as far as team and individuality with when it comes to a sport like gymnastics that, like, unless we are fully in it, we will never be able to understand exactly what it's like going through that as a professional athlete. And so I've kind of told myself I'm not going to form an opinion on it. I do find it interesting when, like, and I know a lot of people, ha- I mean, they have to talk about it and they're going to say whatever they want for, for clickbait and stuff. But I just find it so annoying and rude when, when these people just take like this hard stance and they they act like they're so offended by her sitting out or right. they're or the, or the opposite or they like are praising her 100 percent because sure. like nobody knows exactly like What's what is going on. Exactly. And so I just I. I, I just find it silly to take a strong stance either way as like a person that has like like a talk show or is on TV because we're, we're seeing it all over or on Twitter. Like all these people that like want to throw out this like strong opinion have no idea what it's like to be Simone Biles or in that position or an athlete of that caliber or yeah. in the Olympics or anything. So like how can any of us have an opinion when we have no idea the position that she's in. And I know we can like, I, I like Clay Travis was talking about like, Hey, if this was uh like LeBron or Tom Brady or somebody else that like checked out and said like mental health, like it might be treated differently as a male compared to a female. Interesting. I think that like, I mean, you, you can have a discussion on that, but every, every example and, and athlete is different. And I think, what Simone Biles has gone through is different than, uh, you know, other athletes. So it's like, you can't just like say like, Oh, she's a female athlete that is using mental health. If a male athlete, like, no, she's gone through her own unique things. You can't just use her as like just a, uh, a pure female athlete example when she's different than like another female athlete that had, has gone through stuff or whatever. So I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's interesting to follow and we'll see what happens, but, I'm not forming an opinion, and I think it's silly when all these people have this, like, strong opinion um, either way when you could just be, like, you know, talking about the subject without being getting so, like, riled up about it. Sure. It's point well taken. Nuance is a part of the conversation. We need to let that return because there is nuance to every – there is no hard stance in this hard stance world that we live in is uh, oftentimes exhausting. So hopefully Simone Biles returns to the Olympics because she's certainly one of the most beloved and exciting athletes on planet Earth right now. Speaking of Olympians, we got some trivia questions for you. You're going to need to call us. We'll do that. It's a Wing It Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I got Olympic trivia questions for you here on the other side. So keep it right here at 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you're gonna go to that who 
Afternoon. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe watching in SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They got a physical presence here in Missoula now, corner of Stevens and Mount. So head on down there to check out all their awesome off road vehicles as well as all their awesome off road trucks, I should say. You can also visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I got a question for you, Tommy, but I'm not going to clog it up right now because we'll, we'll do this in the second hour, but I do have a question. You can actually think about it. Who is the greatest guitar player of all time? That's what I'm going to ask you at the top of hour number two. Oh, Lord. I know. That's good. It'll be good. It'll be good for you. It'll be good <laughs> mental exercise. Speaking of exercises, we need you to pick up your phone and call us, 888-1029. That's 406 406- 888-1029. It's a Wing It Wednesday. We have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. All you got to do is get two trivia questions right. I got four trivia questions here written down. It's all about the Olympics. Olympic medalists and uh, Olympic sports in general. So you're going to get one lifeline from our main guy, Sean, here. And uh, all you got to do is get two out of four. Seems pretty easy to me. You'll be headed down to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill with a dozen wings, courtesy of us and the King of Wings at the Despo. In the meantime, 888-1029 if you want to be a part of the Wing It Wednesday. Uh, some news this afternoon. Shelby Schwain, a Missoula Sentinel product, who is an outstanding athlete for the Spartans, particularly in track and field, then went on to play for the Lady Grizz, but never really got it, not never really, did not get a chance to play for them because she was uh, had a career just riddled by injury. She basically was out for two straight years. Well, she has now resurrected her athletic career, and she is headed to... Of all places, Montana State. She will do uh, the jumps for the Bobcat track team. And uh, a great transition for her, in my opinion, having covered her in uh, high school. I thought she was a good basketball player, but an outstanding track star. And I think she has great potential there. Also worth noting, though, Brian Schwain, her father and the former University of Montana track coach, he was an All-American caliber decathlete at Montana State. So she does have Bobcat ties. Her mother, obviously, is Shannon Kate, now Shannon Schwain, who one of the great basketball players in the history of not only the University of Montana, but the Big Sky Conference. Uh, but cool that Shelby Schwain is going to get an opportunity uh, to sort of have another chance, a fresh start to her athletic career. Yeah, a f- fantastic athlete who, I mean, her and her sister Jordan just uh, always kind of hit with the injury bug. They've been kind of, you know, just nicked up and, and banged up for a while. Shelby, obviously, having a lot of knee issues, and so... Hopefully she can stay healthy and uh, you know follow in the uh, footsteps of her dad, who was a standout for Montana State track. Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Despero Sports Tavern and Grill. You want to win some wings to the Despo? Call us, 888-1029. I got Olympic questions for you. Sean's got your lifeline. All you got to do is get two right. Don't be scared. These are pretty easy. If you've been listening to this show, I already gave you a couple clues. So 888-1029. Call us now for Wing It Wednesday. And if you're nervous about talking live on ESPN Radio, don't be. Coulter does it and fails miserably every single day. <laughs> There's nothing you can do <laughs> that'll top this. So oh, come- man. 
Turn the cameras. Show them all my trophies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, one other thing for you, Rady, and this conversation might actually spill into the second hour. You haven't been on since this Damian Lillard drama popped up. Lillard uh, potentially asking for an out in Portland. It was uh, kind of a back and forth of whether he actually did ask for an out in Portland or not. But either way, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's at least talk of Damian Lillard not necessarily playing for the Portland Trailblazers in the near future. You mentioned a, a landing spot for Lillard that I hadn't thought of in Philadelphia. I had obviously thought of the Lakers and the Warriors. Those are two of the names that popped up pretty early. The Knicks and the Heat were a couple other popular names. But if Lillard was to move on, what is the best destination for him? Ooh, uh, well, the Sixers would be a good spot. If you compare him with Embiid, that'd be a nice little tandem there. Um, for sure it would. It's unfortunate because, like, you know, Portland is, I feel like, a pretty good fan base as far as supporting the the Trailblazers. And he would love to, st- I think he wants to stay in Portland, but they're kind of proving that they can't get the correct roster around him in order to get past, you know, the first or second round. And he kind of said, he's like, look, if we can't beat an injured Nuggets team, he's like, we're so far off from <laughs> right from getting there that, I think he's seen the writing on the wall that it's like, I'm going to waste away my entire career. And he's, we, we always forget, like, because he went into the league older because he played sure. a full college career. He wasn't a one-and-done guy. So right. I think he came out after his junior year, but yeah. that's because he had he had, had a red trick so he got hurt. So yes. he had been in college for four years. So he's getting up there. Like, for he's sure. almost in his 30s. So like, he's got a, like, now is the time for his window of, being prime Lillard to go somewhere where he can actually compete. And it would be really cool to see him on a, on a really good team. Cause I think he's really, really good and kind of almost underrated because he just doesn't get that opportunity in Portland. I just wonder, I think Lillard is so good that he could lead a team. I, I think he's good enough in the right scenario that he could lead a team all the way to the conference Agreed. finals by himself. But I don't think, I don't know if Portland could do that. Right. Like he, in today's NBA, you you do you need, you know, uh, a wingman, like someone that's and that's not like a CJ McCollum. Like sure. McCollum's fine, but like he's like a Drew Holiday. Sure. And except he can't play defense. Yeah. And if, then, had, if they had Drew Holiday, that'd be better. Yeah, but then like, but then like, Portland doesn't have a Chris Middleton. Sure. You know what I mean? So like, if you look at the Bucks, like Giannis has like two dudes who the, are above average, like All Star caliber players, yeah. while Portland has one like above average guy in CJ, but he's not as good as either Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. Sure. And so they would need two, either two like lesser all-star type players to pair with him or like one superstar to pair with him. And I don't, I just don't think Portland can do that. What do you think of his fit in Miami? Yeah, I think it'd be great. That, I mean, that would be a sweet little team. I don't really know how to judge Miami. Cause like, yeah, they, I know just, that, like they, they, were, they gave up. They were so tired. They just, they gave up. They laid down. It's weird. Died. Yeah. Cause they have like, you're looking at the roster. You're like, wow, they should have been even like way better. I know yeah. like the whole, you know, they were really good in the bubble and I don't know. Like, I don't know if they just got hot in the bubble or what, but they like, had Jimmy Butler's coffee stand. Yeah. It's just a, Jimmy was brewing that espresso for him. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Embiid is really good. And if they could, if he could to stay healthy. And if you could pair him, I think that would be a, a a good pairing. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. Going to hear from Jay Hill, Weber State, Bobby Houck, Montana.
And going to talk some Major League Baseball trade deadline. Back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 